Hola, hola. It's your girl, Erica, from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome, and I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach, and I'm a bold stand for confidence, and I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello, gorgeous. Welcome back to the show, or welcome if it is your first time. You are in for a treat because today I have the beautiful Emma Isaac joining us on the podcast. Emma is a dear friend, soul sister, mama of six, global CEO, boss of business chicks, and two times best-selling author. Her new book, The New Hustle, has just come out. You better go get that book. All the details are in the show notes. I just love Emma. I've been in her world. I've been a member of Business Chicks for a very long time. She is an expander to me, somebody that I look to, I look up to. She just makes shit happen. She got six kids. She is incredible mentor, leader, mother, wife, friend, boss, humble as hell and hilarious. I know you're going to love this episode. And what I want you to do is I want you to tag me. I want you to tag Emma, Business Chicks, and let us know how you enjoyed this episode. Let me know if you got the book, The New Hustle. It has come out. It is incredible. Without further ado, here is Emma Isaac. Emma Isaac, welcome to the podcast. Hey, girl. Hey, it's oh great my to be here. Gosh, finally, my face hurts. Uh, we literally <laughs> just started, and I'm already smiling too much. <laughs> it feels like my wedding day, you know, when you smile the whole yes. time and your jaws really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so we were just saying that we were meant to do this in person. We were going to be in Sydney and having a nice little party to celebrate your your eighth baby. <laughs> <laughs> This beautiful new book of yours, The New Hustle. Oh my gosh, congratulations, sis. Like, Thanks, this my is love. amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I just want to acknowledge you because you've been, I have to do this before we start. Like, I've played this in my head so many times to tell you that you have been one of the biggest expanders for me. Don't cry. Um, for so long. Like, I think we I've been in your world for a lot of years. I've been in this big um the big sister, the business chicks community feels like big sister community. Um <laughs> yeah, for many years, you've got like thousands of women from around the world in this beautiful world, this beautiful tribe. Um, and you just you're just raw, real, hilarious, and the epitome of being able to take care of business and mother. And I just want to say thank you because whenever I think I can't do that or can we have another baby or shit, can I do that big scary thing? I'm like, Emma Isaac, like literally you pop into my head and I'm sure many women's heads. So thank you for being that person for us because you really show what's possible. It's really beautiful of me to say, and it's an absolute honor if I played any of what you just said, that's a really beautiful thing. And um, man, like it's, it's in reverse, like it's a mirror. You guys and you in particular have 
you know, inspired me for many, many years. And I remember so many of our conversations at Business Chicks events like 10 years ago and you you going through your birth stuff and me going through mine. And it's just, it's wonderful to see you flourish and to grow and transform and to expand and, you know, all power to you. Love love Thank you. Thank you. And I'm not going to lie, everybody who watched you home birth for the baby number six, Mr. Louis, all had chats in the kitchen with their partners like, are we done? So, so, so hold on. So are we actually done or is this going to happen again? My husband's going to be like, it was like midnight. And I'm like, I don't know if we're done. Maybe there's another baby. And he's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> uh, so thank you for that. Um, okay. So why this book and why now? Ah, all the big questions. That's <laughs> um, listen, I mean, I think I'm someone that has been a little bit stuck in an old way of doing things. You know, I had my first company when I was 18. I've been treading this path of entrepreneurship and small business for a long time now. And, you know, I was very, very lucky to get an early start and to grow my first business, which was a recruitment company for seven years. And we did really well in that business before I bought Business Chicks. And I've been um, building and scaling that company for 15 years. And what it's taken to get me to this point and our team to get to this point is obviously a lot of blood, sweat and tears, which you're not immune to either. (laughs) No one is. But, you know, I, I think the past 18 months have really been a huge recalibration for a lot of us. And I think when you take out the distractions of our lives and what we were busying ourselves with when we were allowed to travel and we're allowed to event and we're allowed to do all the things that we're allowed to, what I'm saying, excuse me, is when you take away those distractions and you sit in the stillness of what your life is and you sit in the stillness of who you want to be as a person and as a leader, when you sit in the stillness of what's possible, all of these different ideas and ideals uh, and ways start to emerge. And that definitely happened for me uh, with the pandemic, you know, when uh, the world started closing down and, and closing in on us, you know, a huge part of our livelihood was swept away. I mean, at Business Chicks, we, um, pre-pandemic we're doing about 110 live events and we you know that was all taken away and we had to sit there and think okay cool who are we now and who are we and who do we want to be if we can't be the place that brings people together and gives hugs and high fives and supports women right so a lot of soul searching there um but really the easiest way to answer your question is you know the way that I used to work and the way that we used to work is now dead and I really feel this is a huge opportunity for us all to reimagine what's possible for our careers and our businesses and ourselves so the new hustle is really my attempt at having people sit a little bit straighter and look a little bit deeper into what's important and what matters and to be able to find the courage from within to make those big decisions that you know perhaps I was scared to make before so I, I yeah I just I I I think it's going to fall at the right time. I think it's going to be very valuable for people. I hope that it can. And, you know, Erica, it's funny, like you started in that beautiful place thanking me and and that's wonderful. And, you know, that means more to me than impacting tens of millions of people or tens of thousands Mm. of people. You know, like if I can see one person and help one person in one person's journey, then that's an extraordinary feat or achievement. So I can only hope it impacts, um, yeah, that one person or many. It does woman. It does. And I love, I love how the book starts and something slapped me in the face. It was like, relax. And I'm like, anyway, I don't, I don't have to read that. chapter. Yeah. I'm gonna own it. So, no, you need to read the chapter of relax. And I just, that chapter has been demolished because it was like, you were talking to me because <laughs> well, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. 
it's the hardest lesson to learn, right? And I'm only just wrapping my head around the fact that rest can be work now. Yeah. Right? Like oh my God, rest, it is. You know, needs to be and can be restorative. And that allows us to move to the next level once the rest is complete. And I'm, I'm really trying to find more space and time for that. And it's been a really pleasant surprise. And that forms part of my new hustle. You know, it's like yeah. how, how can, can I step into my magnificence with doing less and yes. not pushing as much and not forcing anything and, you know, I, I just love that. It's, it's, it feels really free and it feels like I'm stepping into it a whole other level of power and it's, it's a really fun space. I love it. Yeah. And you're meditating. I heard. Yay. Yes. I'm meditating every single day. It's, um, it's beautiful. And again, it just forms this practice of trying to slow mm. down and, and, you know, I, I feel like I've always been pretty intentional, but this is a new level of intention and really wanting to sit back and design and create and, I don't know where that came from, but I just think, again, you know, the world was given a huge shake-up. The world was given a huge dose of perspective. And, you know, we are at a crossroads. We can do two things. We can ignore it and carry on the way we were always carrying on or we can stop and go, no, you know what, I'm about to find the guts to discard the things that didn't serve me and I've got Mm. to have those tough conversations to get rid of the stuff that was holding me back and, yeah, I can craft a new, new way of being. So that's what it's all about, sister. Yes. And I love in the beginning, you say the quote is often it takes a crisis for us to wake up. Mm. Oh, wait, I'm going to do one of these. Because that (laughs) is exactly, seriously, that is exactly how it feels right now. Like we are, as you know, here in Australia, you know, we're home on our couches with our kids. And there's so much that, you know, with us, with two kids and three businesses have been doing this rush, this We've been hustling. We're not doing the new hustle. We were just doing the old hustle. And there was so much stress and like rushing around. And I think that this time has really made all of us go within and look at, hey, like, what can I remove? What can I? And I love the anti-rules that you have. And we're going to go through them. But like, what do you feel that you've seen not only in your company, but maybe in your own life? I know you're in the States now, but that, that this pandemic has helped you go, we're doing that. And that's crazy and busy and hustle. And now... Now we're doing this, especially with with kids and work and business. Mm. So many things. It's a great it's a great question. I mean, I think the constant on the run mm. feeling that all of us have is really part of a deeper problem that we're running away from something, right? So I think my personal experience of the pandemic, and I can sort of speak a little bit in past tense, and please God, that's the way it remains because yes. you know, whilst <laughs> um whilst our schools were closed for 13 months and we're in all sorts of lockdowns for a long, long, long time. I mean, it hasn't been stop-start like Australia has been and my heart breaks for all of my friends and team members there at the moment. Mm. So so really this, you know, again, we talked about before, like the distractions, the distractions we used in our life to take up time and to run away from what was really important, what really mattered and what was, you know, perhaps the wound or the, the problem that we were avoiding, right? Mm. So that's been my experience of the pandemic. Just the, you know, you can't, you can't run when you, when you're tied to your sofa and told you can't leave your house, there's nowhere to run. Right. So you're suddenly looking, looking down the barrel of, of your relationships with your family and yeah. um, you know, your children and you're like, Whoa, okay. And, you, and all this stuff has to be, has to be seen and looked at. So that's been really big. Um, I think in the business sort of capacity, it's been um, a real, and I read about this in the book, a real return to my entrepreneurial roots. Right. And what I say, what I mean when I say that is, you know, I, I am vibing, I'm in my jam. I just love being able to be a scrappy entrepreneur that makes things up and creates and sees opportunity in this moment. And then 
flies with certain things and it might go against convention. It might go against, you know, the general wisdom, but I, I love that feeling of being, um, you know, just able to create on the fly. So, yeah. so when your business gets to a certain point and you start to have many people around you and structures and systems and I don't want to say bureaucracy, but you know, that there are layers of yeah. people and management. What you find is th- things slow down considerably. So, you know, before you were able to make uh, decisions very, very quickly. Now you have to go through a few layers and you have to consult and you have to, yeah. you know, have meetings <laughs> to get those decisions made. And this is not the way I like to like turn to you and go, Hey, Erica, yeah. what do you think about this? And That's you go, yeah, me. I love it. And we go, already done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Done. Like I've moved on to the next thing. Right. Yeah. So, so certainly I was feeling that a little bit more um, just pre pandemic, you know, when things are a little bit slower. So for me, um, you know, being able to work in that time was very much like everyone put tools down and let's just get into what we have to do here and now. And that means, you know, like we had our content team saying, okay, so we're going to talk about the schedule for the next six months. I'm like, guys, we don't know what the schedule is like for the next week. Like you've got to throw yeah. all that away. Like anything that you have been learning, you need to unlearn. You need to relearn this stuff because there is no scheduling, right? So for me, this was thrilling and exhilarating to get back to, yeah. you know, doing things on the fly and, and creating um, in the moment. And but for a lot of people, they found it very, very hard. So, yeah, I think I think we're a lot more nimble and kind of agile and I, I enjoyed that part of it. I really did. I love that. That's why I love you. Cause I'm just, when I listen to you, I'm like, Oh my God. Yes. I feel that. Like, <laughs> let's go. My husband's always like, stop telling Instagram what you're going to do. You haven't even told anyone here. Like what, <laughs> doing a retreat when, like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, yeah, we already sold like four spots. And he's like, Oh my God. So like, for, <laughs> for those of you in business listening and you're like, let's do the things, you know, it is, it is good to relax and slow down and, and think about what you're doing and, and figure out and communicate better and and I think in 2020, we can all say we burn the hell out. Like I got a fatty liver, Emma. Ooh, it was bad. Like I was like, I'm going to serve the world and give my life to the world and, and, and just be of service. And then we're also pivoting and shifting and changing. And it's like, you can't hustle. Like you actually, it's actually bad for your health. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Absolutely. It cannot yeah. take you that. <laughs> I know. It's too much. It's too much. It's hectic. Um, I love that. So you guys have, I, we love your events. I remember being at nine to thrive yeah. <laughs> in 2018, you were pregnant with Louie and I got to meet you for the first time in the real life. And you were like, Erica. And I was like, Oh, she's the best. She like remembers my stalker messages about home birthing. <laughs> <laughs> Because I home birthed because of you. I honestly did. Rowan shared this video of you swaying. And I was like, oh my God, that's a great idea. And it was that sway that I needed to do. Get my little dude coming out. And it was like a V back prior to. So I was just so, you've been such a big part. Like you've been weaved into many parts of my life. So um, it was really beautiful because I got to see you and we got to be there. and We got to experience everything. And and then the book and everything came out. And then I think it was right after that, it was like live event. It was at the Melbourne Expo Center, which is a massive place that then turned into a hospital. Um, but you guys did so many live events and, and the shifting and changing uh, and kind of the word that's been used so much, the pivoting. Yeah. Do you feel like that was coming? Like you guys were already kind of, I know you said in the book, you're like, we're already preparing to shift and change things because things were getting complacent and pre-COVID. Yeah, I'm, I mean... Definitely part, parts of it. I mean, we always knew we had had to sort of master the digital event space, right? We never kind of knew how to and perhaps we weren't as passionate about it. So we didn't really, um, you know, give as much effort or intention as we should have. So 
when the pandemic happened and we knew we couldn't meet in person, you know, our hand was sort of forced to move into innovation really, really quickly, right? And I remember a similar story when you're talking about on Instagram selling four retreat spots to a retreat that doesn't exist. You know, I yeah. <laughs> got, the te- got the team on the, um, you know, on, on Zoom very early on and I said, okay, we need to do a digital event. We need to do it right now because we need to be the first mover and we need to show that we're going to lead the yes. way on this. Like we, so, so just let's go. And I looked at them all and I said, does anyone know how to do a digital event? <laughs> You know, I like, I like seven people on events too, and they're all just like, oh, oh, you know, I'm like, yeah, like, do you Google exactly? You pick up the yes. phone, just go to the bathroom, what they yeah, yeah. Um, I got it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the reality was like, none of us knew how to do that. And, yeah. um, and so, so they said, okay, yeah, like, this is what we're going to do. Like, we're going to need about two weeks to get the tech sorted and to get it all organized. And I'm like, two weeks? We don't have two weeks. No, I said, that's not what we're going to do. I'm going to pull in some favors. I'm going to make some calls right now. We're going to get a speaker line up and we're going to put that up by tomorrow. Love and that. then you guys in the background are going to be figuring out the tech and how to do that, right? And it might take us two weeks. By that time, we'll have sold 4,000 tickets and we would have got to a space yes. where we can press go live, right? So... I think that sort of, again, scrappiness of, you know, you can never have everything lined up and ready. You can never have all your ducks, you know, beautifully lined up on your shelf and ready to go. You know, it's you've really got to kind of press the trigger or pull the trigger before you're ready. So that was definitely, um, that's how our pandemic experience started and it kind of carried on that way. I mean, look, to be really honest, we we are you know, in a period now, I think everyone's experiencing this, you know, we're all, we've all got Zoom fatigue, we're all yeah. just, you know, hanging to get back to life and, and the freedom that we once enjoyed. So I'd be lying if I said that our team weren't feeling that and just mm. um, very disappointed and very frustrated with a constant stop start. Um, but, you know, that that's, that's, that's certainly not um, unique to us. Everyone in Australia is feeling that right now. So yeah, I will say I feel very blessed that I got to go to Movers and Breakers and yes, you were there in your, in. <laughs> in your digital digital space. It was so damn good. I was just like, good, I right? felt like a kid, like, because, you know, you give yeah. and you serve and you host events and you speak yeah. and you facilitate. And I was just there like, I'm just going to receive and I'm going to be a, a, a student and yeah. Uh, like anybody listening, if you have the opportunity to go to Movers and Breakers, ever get your ass a ticket because they sell out in like four hours, by the way, high five, good job team. Um, <laughs> it was amazing. Like it was so amazing. Um, and I got to meet your incredible team and they're so like amazing and flexible and like, yeah, let's do this. Let's do that. And it's just yeah. really nice to see that you've, you've modeled that and you've built that, that culture of, you know, the new hustle, right. It's like, we're going to work from home. We're going to speak while we're, you know, on the way to pick up kids. I'm going to be breastfeeding and jumping on a zoom. Like it's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's really, I think we need this right now. And you're, you're really leading the way and your team is leading the way by doing this. And and I think for women everywhere, this is when I say, I look to you, I really do. I'm like, it, you just show what's possible. Like I'm really high strung or I will say I used to be. I'm still a little high strong. Let's be honest. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, but like for you to be like, yep, newborn baby. And it wasn't like Louie was your first newborn baby. You jumped on an airplane and were like going to go to an event and come back. Like that's what you you do to make it happen. And yeah. it's it's so good because you just, you become the example of like, hey, don't make it so hard. You want to yeah. do that thing? Do that thing. Don't use yeah. this as a block. And so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with, with your team, I, just, I see them. I saw them. I hung out with all of them and they were just like till 1am or just chatting. And I'm like, I love this. And it's, it's an expression of what you've built in this new world that we have to be flexible with this. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's beautiful, and thank you for saying. And I'm immensely proud of the team. And, yeah, they're amazing. You know, will will always be. I mean, 
the beauty about what we've been able to create, you know, um, my first ever employee at Business Chicks is still with me to this day, mm-hmm. 16 years on, um, Liv, my CEO of the Australian business, worked with me in my first company, so we've been working together for 20 years. You know, there's several people there who've done a decade worth of service. Um, there's many people in the business who have been there for five, six, seven, eight years. So, you know, it's it's extraordinary. But I write about this in the book. You know, it's like we talk about this whole idea of having rad- radical flexibility and a lot of workplaces think that if they let their people go home at four o'clock or yeah. work from home one day a week, they're being radically flexible and aren't they a fantastic employer? But really my experiences of flexibility have been born from my own um, challenges when it comes to parenting and, and wanting to stay as ambitious as I am, right? So a lot of the women that I mentioned to you just now, um, you know, we grew up together. So we started working together in our early mm. 20s and, and, you know, my babies came along perhaps you know, one of the one of the first, I was one of the first to become a parent. And so as I faced my own challenge of, of how I was going to do this, I, I was really, really clear. I wanted to make sure that I learned those lessons so I could help yeah. the people behind me, right? So that's been really, really beautiful. So, and I think the team rewards you for that, you know, when you show that you genuinely care and you genuinely want what's best for them. And it's not always a walk, walk in the park like those. Our, our whole team work really, really, really hard. Mm. Um, they they're, they're grown ups and they self regulate and they're they're an amazing bunch of people. And I'm, yeah, I'm very proud of them. I'm genuine when I say that. They're the best. I love them all. They're so yeah. good. Like you want to hang out with them in real life. You're like, yeah, yes, they're awesome. That's, that's, that's one of my rules. Like I, yeah. I you know, I, I can teach anyone any skills and I can train for anything. But you know, I, I mean, I don't drink beer, but I would want to have a beer with every single mm-hmm. one of them. Well, you know, I want to have a lactic martini or a Negroni, yeah. but um, <laughs> a gin and yeah, tonic. yeah, gin and tonic, whatever. But I, but I would do that with all of them. There's not one person there. I think oh, I've got to go and have a gin and tonic with that person. You know, yeah, so yeah. And I think that you, you, you really. I think when I say like you're the example, it's like being able to do that and stand for that. It's not easy, you know. Like you've had to do so many things and be flexible and chat and and discuss and overcome things, but then. It lets us, um, and I hear you talk about this a lot, like uh, as women, whether we work in a corporate role and maybe it's not as flexible or we run our own show, it's like if we can see what's possible, Mm -hmm. and that's why all y'all that are listening to this right now need to stand in your power, right? Like we need to stand up, show up, take up space because Mm -hmm. you become this light and and this example for other people that get to do the same thing. And so I feel like just seeing you guys do that, we have four people, one full-time and then everybody else is like a casual or part-time, but you know, it's really helped us, especially reading the book. I was like, Oh wow. There's a lot of things like the right and the wrong work. I was like, Oh, okay. Like (laughs) age 29. Thank you very much. (laughs) Like, Oh shit. Like, you know, it just, cause you don't know what you're doing. No one knows what the hell they're doing. We're winging it, right? Like this book one, we're winging it. We're figuring it out. But being able to see that that we can create this, you know, and that it's it's being done and you guys do it so loud and so proud and, and sharing in this book, uh, it really helped me with my team. Like I got everybody a copy in, in the um, thing and I'm waiting for the audio book, which is coming yeah. soon. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Um, yeah. And it was just like, wow, this is possible. Like we don't have to do it uh, their way or other people's ways. We can create kind of the way that works for our business and all of us are mothers as well, which is crazy. So yeah. it becomes flexible and it becomes, we still get the job done and it's not so, I don't know, so rigid, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's what, you know, I start the whole book talking about that because I think yeah. the old way of hustling really measures, you know, how many hours you yeah. worked, how long you're at your desk for, how tired you looked <laughs> how many emails you wrote, how many meetings you had. You know, I couldn't give a shit about any of that. Like yeah. all I care about is the output, right? Like I just want to know, 
Is the work great? Is it fantastic? I don't care how you got to that, right? So for me, the nuances of the, the old hustle versus the new hustle, like the old way is definitely measuring input and the new way is definitely measuring output. So it's just, it's actually really clear. And however someone gets to their workload or however someone gets to the end of their projects, I, I could not care less. You know, I have people who, um, you know, take hairdressing appointments at two o'clock on a Thursday or go to the doctors, you know, and that, that's great. And so I'll often like, you know, be WhatsApping someone or uh, we're on teams, you know, teams and them or Skyping them and they're sitting there with foils in their hands. Hey, I'm like, oh, hey, it's awesome. It's 11 a.m. on a Tuesday. But it's, I don't care. Like, what do I care? Yeah. They're, you know, they're, they're awesome and they'll always make it up. So it's all good. Yeah. You're like, you're getting it done. Like it doesn't, it yeah. doesn't have to look a certain way. Um, I love that you shared in the book, you said making soulful choices at every turn. So how can maybe someone who's listening to this and they're feeling really stuck in that hustle and survival mode, um, mm. can you speak to that, like making soulful choices at every turn? Mm. I think it's I think it's really, really hard when we get stuck, when we get we feel like we're in complete overwhelm and we feel like there's no choice and we feel like there's no other path than to continue on with the one that we're on, right? And I've been there many, many, many times, many times I've thought, this cannot be any different. I've got to keep pushing, keep pushing, keep forcing, keep forcing. And what I've learned is that we do have choices and we do have alternatives. And some of those might mean, you know, rest. They might mean failure. They might mean completely giving up something in order to start afresh. And I think that should be the biggest learning of these, you know, this last year and a half, that we do have choices and that sometimes we feel completely powerless and that sometimes we feel like we have nowhere to turn, but we ultimately all have places to turn and new places to explore. So, you know, I mean, I can only speak from my lived experience of the times that I felt completely stuck and overwhelmed and like I had no power. Mm. And, you know, there were many times I kept just kept on keeping on and had a brave face and just kept on going. Um, but the, 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 the newer me, the, the more um, relaxed, the more mature me is definitely learning to, to chill out and to take a deep breath and to rest a bit more and to go within instead of going out because that's what we often do. We run around and ask for advice of every single person. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't need to sit with this. What's going on? Where am I feeling the pain? Why am I feeling this pain? Why is it so hard? Where's the suffering? You know, and, and really looking into that, you know, and having a self-awareness and, and being able to have the courage to say, mm, this ain't working. Like this is not working. You know, it's not working for me. It's not working for my family. It's not working for my people. And, you know, it, it's it's really, really difficult to look into that. But I think um, when we are on this autopilot, when we are in this constant yeah. kind of hustle and the grind and, and, you know, the working so hard, there is no space. There is no space for daydreaming. There is no space to return to who we actually are and what our unique gifts are. That's my big word at the moment. Like I'm just looking for space everywhere, you know. It's just like I just I, – I want to – I want to feel bigger. I want to feel like I can breathe. I want to feel mm. like I'm growing. And you cannot do that if you're on the treadmill of your life. Like it's not possible. Hey, 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 this is a little intermission from me to you. I just really quickly wanted to invite you to pretty please head over to thequeenofconfidence.com forward slash podcast. If you are enjoying this podcast, I would love for you to review it. Let me know what you think. I love honest opinions. It helps more women reach this podcast. So pretty please head over to thequeenofconfidence.com forward slash podcast or go to Apple iTunes and leave me a beautiful little review. I would love and appreciate it. All right, sister, let's get back to the episode. 
It's so funny. This brings up something we've been saying, my husband and I, because he's a meditation teacher and does breath work. And he's all about like your inner world, you know, and we're talking to clients right now that are, you know, drinking alcohol every night. They're suicidal. Like it's unfortunate. So with the work that we do, mental health and and just self-development and, you know, I think we can't control our external world. It's like if we're out there trying to be, you know, like fix all that or or worry about all that, like we got to come into the internal world, you know, and it's like. How are we, can we feel expanded internally? Can we feel free? Like I'm in lockdown, but I feel free mm-hmm. because I'm free right here in my mind. I'm like, okay, well, I can control this here, you know, yeah. and not feel yes. so, ah, oh, like, cause I think that that when I'm hustling, when I was hustling last year, I felt really out of control. I felt like I needed to do and fix everything. And it's cause I had no control, you know, yeah. internally. Yes. Yes. Was, absolutely. Big. Um, there are a few rules that slapped me across the face. Um, <laughs> Good. <laughs> yes. Um, and a few that I'm like, yes, like I do that. I love that. And I think you always go to the ones you don't do. Cause you're like, Oh, I need that. I need that. And right. um, yes, I want to get to rule number 48. Cause I feel like relax and rule number 48, which is be patient is like, Oh, Erica, like Erica, be patient. <laughs> you're exactly where you're meant to be. Rule 75. I'm like, I'm just going to put them on the wall. He's going to cut out the little thing. And like, <laughs> I wrote it for you, babe. I wrote yeah, yeah. It's like, remember E. Um, but there, but there's something that I think that our audience, you know, about creating confidence, about standing in our power, the women that listen to this podcast, um, rule number eight, which is no when 80% is enough. And mm-hmm. again, this is why I love you because you're fucking real and raw. And you're just like, you don't got to be perfect. This mm-hmm. shit is a mess. Like you talk about things that didn't work, you know, and, and you own it. And I love that. So tell me about that. Like no when 80% is enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this one, I mean, the book, I I think before I wrote about 200,000 words and we got them down to about 60,000 words. I heard so, you say that. I was um, like, what? what? Yeah. Yeah. What, what um, remains is 70, what I call 77 anti-rules, right? And and the one you're alluding to there is um, know when 80% is good enough. And, and for me, you know, I started off my career as being someone who was perhaps a little bit too much on the perfectionism scale. Um of anal, you know, I was just, I I liked everything to be perfect, but I quickly realized that, you know, there's a lot of time wasted when we try and, um, you know, tidy up things that don't need to be tidied up. So I told a little story of a girl in my team who was a a new, new girl to the team. And she asked me to help her with a a pitch email. And I said, sure. I said, but here's the thing. I, I want you to write it in five minutes and I want you to BCC me into your response to the client. And I don't want you to take any any more time than that. So she freaked out. She went and wrote the email. Um, she got it done. And five minutes later, the email hit my inbox. And, you know, she called me afterward. I, I called her and said, that was amazing. Great. You did a great job. And she's like, I've never in my life, like, been under that much pressure and thought that I could get something done in five minutes. I would have sat there for the next couple of hours perfecting yeah. this email. And I said, hey, Louise, like, we, we don't need to. Like, 80% is good enough. You know, like, getting across your point in a really efficient and time, you know, time efficient way is, is the way to go here. So really it just means, you know, we, we don't have to strive for perfectionism. Like honestly, Mm. 80% is always like most, mostly good enough, like most always good enough. And I mean, I think if we could promise anyone, you know, 20% more time in their day, that that would be a really welcome, you know, gift for anyone out there. So, so yeah, I mean, it's a rule I remind myself of all the time and, you know, certainly given what I've taken on in my life with, 
the businesses and, and the babies. Um, you know, I, I've just really relaxed into that whole idea of getting it done, getting it out, shipping the work, you know, just like putting it out there and then like moving on to the next thing and, and not beating myself up that it wasn't perfect. You're like, yeah. it's out in the world. It's good. I could have done better. I can always do better. But, you know, it's like we're not going to do that. We're just going to move on. So, yeah. yeah, thanks for noticing that one. Yeah, I think the analysis paralysis is such a big thing. Mm-hmm. And, and throughout the book, I love, you know, the 77 anti-rules because it's like, and I remember it so much more because it's a rule than a like subheading. So I'm right, like, right. Okay, there you go. Sister. Hey, yeah. that's a cool <laughs> commandment number 48. No, you know, because <laughs> it's like, oh, this is a good thing to think about. This is a good, you know, and I think when, when you're reading this, um, and, and obviously the book is in the show notes, so definitely go and grab it. But when you're reading this, you kind of, I feel like I'm moving to the things where my subconscious knows I need to work on. And it's like, and it just finds it. And and there's some really incredible, hilarious, like always stories in this book. But I, I love that it's anti-rules because it's like, these are the things that we can start to work with. These are, these are the actual tools and tangibles on how to create you know, not my new hustle, but your new hustle. Like, how is your hustle going to look? And um, something that you've always been big about um, and you say in the book is like, be true to yourself and not water yourself down to make others comfortable. comfortable. And, you know, yeah. And it kind of goes with this, like, you know, owning who you are and making the mistakes and and 80% and getting back up and falling down. And I heard you in another podcast, you talked about like how you got to where you are is you fell down a bunch of times and you just got your ass back up and just tried something new. And that's how you found it. You know, can, can you speak yeah. to that? Because I think so many of us are paralyzed by perfection and also giving a fuck what people think about us yeah. uh, really yeah. stops us. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. They're beautiful things to really think about. I mean, I think when you can attach your life to a really big kind of purpose or a really big vision for yourself or a really big mission, call that whatever you will, right? Mm. You know, the small stuff does start to kind of fade away. Like it's 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 like the inner work that we're talking about then. It's like, you know, when you're in your small brain or your small mind and you're worrying about like, oh, what are, like what am I wearing today? What am I, what do I look like? What are the people thinking of me? What am I saying? What I like, what do they like me do? Am I doing a good enough job? Like that's small brain, like it's small mind, mm. it's small mindedness, right? But when you can kind of go, I don't give a shit about any of those things anymore. Like, let's just look at like this blank canvas of life we have in front of us. What do we want to create? How can I show up and create more of what I want? And like, you start to employ this big mind or this big brain thinking, like all that other peripheral stuff that really constricts us and that really racks us with fear and makes us feel so small and so, oh, I can't, I mean, I can't even breathe when I'm thinking about it, right? Yeah. Like, so the more you can kind of train yourself to, understand that that stuff will not matter in 10 years time and the person who is throwing you shade right now or judging you or minimizing you in some way will not be a a force for you in your life in 10 years time like when you can get really clear on that and when you can step back and just be with yourself and who you want to be then honestly like this whole world does open up it's not to say that you're not going to fuck up and fail a ton of times I I do all the time or say you're going to not step into your greatness all the time and you're going to leave spaces and leave meetings and leave opportunities without having said what you really thought or really wanted that all that stuff happens you know again and again until you learn those lessons but I just feel that you know the more you can come back into what is unique to you the more you can come back into your stillness and your big kind of mind or big brain thinking it's Mm. yeah that that stuff it 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 does somehow find its way um you know in back of you like it, it it you leave it somewhere 
and yeah. this is not this is nothing this is not stuff that I was ever taught or it's not stuff that I grew up with it's um certainly come from studying the people that I've been able to spend time with and trying to role model people who I look up to and and you know really through self-education and trying to be curious at all times and always be educating myself and just watching people and watching how mm. they hold themselves and and that's been a big study for me but um yeah, I don't know. I, I see I see perhaps a bit more of it in Australia than I do elsewhere, you know, this kind of obsession with what everyone else is up to and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I talked about in Wing, like the compare and despair thing, It's um, it can be really crippling and it actually just holds you back from, you know, from, from your own expansion. It's, yeah. That's what I'm interested in. Yeah. Exactly. And I think it's you've worked with some amazing people and, and some beautiful, gorgeous people have left you amazing words um, and endorsements about the book, Elizabeth Gilbert, Richard Branson, Kate Hudson, Lisa Wilkinson, all the amazing peeps. Um, What do you see when you look out to the people who mentor you or the people who have been um, impactful in your life for, for changing you and helping you how their new hustle has become? Have you seen that um, with your mentors and friends that are doing this kind of work? Yeah. Yeah. So much. I mean, um, yeah, I mean those people that you just mentioned there. I look up to them and 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 have kind of a um, yeah again a front row seat and a, a unique viewpoint on what they get up to in their lives. And you know, I I never want to sort of reveal secrets or or say things that are you know um, kind of sacred to to me of and the course. other person. But um, you know, I, I I look up to these people tremendously, and I'm I'm lucky that um, you know I have built friendships with them. And you know, throughout the pandemic, I kept in, I mean, I'm still in touch with the beautiful Liz Gilbert and, and, um, you know, she's, she's just a hoot and she's everything that you think she is. And, and, you know, I, I love how, you know, she went away to, she, she's got a, a home in New Jersey and she locked herself up there for the winter. And she's like, I don't want to be a burden on anyone else. I'm just going to stay here and ride this thing out. And she's writing, 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 and she'll have her social media hiatus. And, you know, so I, I look up to that and I think that's great. She's just so in her own power and living yeah, her life the way she wants to, to, to yeah, live. Right. Yeah, you know, and then, yeah. I mean, you mentioned Branson and, and, you know, he's, he's a whole universe unto himself. And, you know, mm. I literally, um, he's in space. <laughs> well, right. 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 You know? Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's beautiful. Even I, I sent him a message when, um, you know, he was in New Mexico to take that trip. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just a message of like, you know, so excited for you. You've waited for this day for so long. Love you go, you know, oh my gosh, just proud thinking of you, whatever. And, you know, he didn't, he didn't write back that day, but, you know, like a few days later he wrote back and he was like, you know, I never thought I'd say wow in space, but it's all I could think of. And, you know, so he, he, it's, it's, that's inspiring to me that he Mm. is still, um, you know, the, the idea of going to space and getting a commercial space business off the ground is perhaps something that you and I think like yeah. we would never do that. He's like, oh, it's totally possible yeah. and it's so fine. But um, I, I don't know. I just I just think with him what I what I look up to, if, it, if for Liz it's like the, you know, she just, just does whatever the F she wants to do. Like I yeah. just love that about her, right? Like no, she wouldn't kill us what you think, what I think. She could not mm-hmm. she, fucks about that right but for him what inspires me there is just his um he's he's got this sort of childishness or childlikeness and he is truly as astounded by his (laughs) achievements as we are like it's like he's like what i just went to space so yeah i mean these these people are deeply inspiring to me and um you know it's 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 a real blessing to learn from them all the time and um yeah i'm i'm 
so much better for it as we as we all are it's like it's it's great to have those north stars in the form of people that you can look to and you know I don't know how you felt but like when Richard went to space I was like oh man like I'm such a loser <laughs> like what what am I <laughs> just for a minute I was like oh man <laughs> like troubleshooting those problems it's good though because it like it literally made me feel tiny like in the perspective oh, that so I was yeah it's like, yeah. wow, yeah. he is. I, I love that. I, I, I want you to know that you're that for so many people, you know, like, and it's easy to look at someone else and think that and be like me. Wow. But like, you really are because, you know, he is an example of freedom. And, and I know what you see about the childlikeness and he just does mm-hmm. what he does. And, and I know in my community, I'm like energy. I'm like, Hey, good morning. What's up? And everyone's like, what are you on? And I'm like, I'm <laughs> fucking excited to have air in my lungs. Like I'm just, yeah, I'm know, grateful, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, Brilliant. you know, I get to create, we, you're a creator, we're creators and we can create for the new problem. We can create for the new world that we're going to be living in. And, and I think, um, I heard you speak before about the shock and like, we're in such shock around the world at right. the same time. It's a like global shock, right? Yeah, um, it's like freeze mode. Yeah. I know. And it's like when you're in shock and the anger and the sadness, and it's like we're mourning. I find myself like I'm I'm good today. And then I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, now well. I just had a cry. Yeah, like I'm yeah. like a little roller coaster right now, but it's that mourning, you know? And and mm-hmm. I think we we can't get stuck there. And it's beautiful mm-hmm. to be able to look to other people and mentors that are doing something that that maybe gives you some hope and some light and you're like oh let me get out of my bubble of mourning for now you know because yeah. it's there's gonna be good stuff coming so there is we gotta uh, believe that. We yes gotta believe that. um sure. so tell me about this be patient because <laughs> i know i know <laughs> it's, it's i know it's rule number 48 i'm super patient but i think my listeners want to know um no <laughs> um <laughs> We're high achievers. We we love to go for the things. We love to do the impossible. You know, we, yeah. I don't know about you. I would love to know, actually. I don't do anything for my kids. Like I hear moms go, I'm going to do this for my kids. And I'm like, oh, am I a bad mom? Because I don't do anything for my kids. It's like, I'm doing this for me. What do you mean? Like, What's an example? Like, you know that they're like, um, I want to be successful and make money and like change the world for my kids. And then I'm like, or like, <laughs> right, I don't yeah, know, no, like even me. birthing, like <laughs> connect with your baby. I'm like, forget about my baby. That's my badge right now. I'm like, <laughs> you know, the, I'm like, I don't the minute it's like connect with your baby. I'm not connected to that damn baby. Baby's not here yet. I don't want to feel his head. No, like I'm trying to stay in my body, girl. <laughs> listen to you baby talk to you baby (laughs) do you want to see i'm like no i'm trying to stay with myself (laughs) me against me right now girl (laughs) oh my god yeah i don't know like i don't want to make money for my kids or achieve for them so that they can see Uh me and i don't know like i i it feels just like i'm self-driven and i want to do this because i want to do this for my life and for the people do you feel like that or do you ever think like you know am I explaining that um, right? <laughs> no, no, it's beautiful it's beautiful it's 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 great um I think a lot of my self-drive does come from uh a place there's a couple of things so like there's a there's an inner child who needs to get things mm. um you know needs to be the best right I'm, I'm the eldest child I'm the first I was always independent I was always the sort of achiever right? Um, so there's a bit of my inner child who wants to compete and be great and be first yeah. and be the best. Great. <laughs> um, and then my more mature self is, is honestly really excited to 
be my best for other people, not, not to show other people, but in what we've spoken about before, it's like, if Richard can show us that going to space is possible and Liz can show us that writing however many New York Times bestsellers is possible, like, what can I do? Like, is having six home births a, a, a role, like, can that be a role model for someone else? Like Erica, like, yes. I don't know. So, so I, I do honestly, um, love to achieve and feel driven to do these things because I, I want to be that for other people. And the beautiful byproduct is that hopefully my kids will notice and go, mm. oh, wow, okay, cool. Maybe mom is really awesome. I mean, I was playing cards with my eldest last night and she, she was like, do you think you're cool, mom? And I'm like, oh. I, 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 I mean, I, I, and then she's like, mm, yeah, you, you're not. And I'm like, okay. Does she have an American accent? They all do. They all do, babe. They're oh full, my God. Full. Really? How is that? Oh, How crazy is that? It's crazy. It's yeah, it's, it's hilarious. And even the, um, wow. you know, even the, she's now four, but you know, the three, she went to school when she was three. Well, it's not school. It's like daycare, whatever, but she yeah. was five months a week, which is what we do over here. But even, you know, up until then she was at home with me and my husband. And so I was like, How, why does she have an American accent? We don't watch TV. <laughs> like it's, it's just this weird thing, but yeah, they're all, they're all like, mom, like mom, where's yeah. my sweater? And, oh my God. I love mom, it. Mom, Like it's in the closet. And mom like take out the yeah, trash take out the tr- all the trash take the trash out and put in the trunk and yeah, yeah. It's, it's, oh it's great it's actually God. funny though because when I, when I moved to America six years ago I we had a beautiful Australian family that kind of showed us the way and we we're like what do we do here what do we do that and they'd been here for six years before we arrived and and their girls they had two girls both had American accents and I remember watching the interaction between the Australian mum and the um, like Americanized daughters like, this is wild like you're Aussie wow. and your daughter is American and this is wild and now it's like that's like Isaac's household it's um yeah it's, it's funny it's so crazy I know we have like my son's like water and I'm like water yeah. water yeah. and he's like water and he's like no mommy it's water and I'm like oh my gosh it's so like Puerto Rican Australian Sri Lankan American babies like what is going on oh that's so good well I'm happy that I got to see you on International Women's Day what a day yes. see you and Louie and your mom your mom's amazing like she's amazing yeah she's really something she has been um a very very calming force in my life and Mm. you know we talk about the patience thing she she was born with that and she has um you know tried to drum that into me and failed (laughs) miserably um but yeah she's very special she's a very very special woman she's um she's awesome she was she so turned, beautiful. She had her birthday yesterday. She turned 65. Oh, and, wow. Um, yeah, Happy birthday, so Mama. Yeah, it was awesome. She's beautiful, beautiful. Um, oh, my gosh. And you're a Cancerian, I heard. I am. I, am. I love I am. you. My husband's a so, Cancerian. What's his birthday? Uh, God, July 9th. Yeah, right. So I'm July three. Um, yeah, I'm typical Cancerian. I'm I'm very much a homebody. I'm very much introverted. I mm. um, yeah, love my home. I love my family. I would rather be on the couch with a book than at a glamorous <laughs> party. You know, I just yeah. So I'm very quintessential Cancerian, I believe. What are you? I'm a Gemini, so we're psychos. My poor husband. I know <laughs> we're like. Ah! crazy i'm a gemini my mom's a gemini my son is a gemini my operations lady is a gemini my husband doesn't stand a chance i know it's just (laughs) but it's fun it's fun um okay last little rule that i love that i think will be really beneficial for the listeners and for anyone listening to this who wants to put themselves out there whether it's build a business um whether it's you know get a pay rise and, and and growing the company that you're in 
you talk about rule number 30 and it's own your mistakes. And, you know, I think God, there's so many rules and this book is amazing and I could read them all out, but I want you, the listener, to go and get this book. Um, audio book drops in end of August, you said, possibly. Yeah. yeah? Okay, cool. I've already pre-ordered the audiobook as well because I'm excited about that. Um, but but talk about this because I think that we have a big fear. Again, kind of goes back to that mm-hmm. being worried. Uh, rule 69, drown out the voice of others. And, yeah. you know, I think this really paralyzes us. I feel like women more than men in, in the work that I do, I see it a lot. So, you know, what what can you say to this about owning your mistakes and how important this is? Yeah, uh, what, I, what I say is this. I mean, I've been very lucky to work with, you know, hundreds of people in my own companies and outside of my own company. And the people that I'm drawn to and the people who tend to, you know, get ahead and be more successful, I have found that those who are very open and vulnerable, right? So yeah. I've always struggled to work with people where I can't really read what's going on and I'm not sure what has transpired and what has happened, right? So, I mean, we want to what own your own mistake, own your mistakes means, right? It means it means showing up means being honest, but more importantly, it means being vulnerable and saying, hey, I don't have the answer to that question. Hey, I effed up. I I'm sorry. Um, that was me. And I just see this happening. And, and I see it, I see it more and more perhaps with millennial um mm. you know the millennial generation because you know there's there's a bit of that feeling of I have to I have to appear as if I have all the answers and I have to appear that, you know, I've got it all together. So for me, own your mistakes means in any sort of situation where you are, you must put up your hand and say, I, I screwed that up and sorry, that was me and do it really, really, really quickly. Right. Mm. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm very blessed to work with people who do that all the time. You know, I, I mean, I hope that that's been some of my wisdom rubbing off on them. I, I can never be sure, but you know, I'm always the one to go off. Oh, like we'll be in an all hands meeting, a team meeting, right. So I'm to be like, Oh, I'm, you know, I sent it to M and, I'm waiting on her approval and I'll be like, oh shit, yep, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> I know you emailed me last time. Sorry, sorry, guys, sorry, that was me. Sorry, yep, I'll do it, you know, by the yeah. end of the day, whatever. But, you know, I'll never be like, oh no, I never got the email or oh, um, no, like it's just like you just admit it. Just, yeah. You own your mistakes. You, you, you know, and it happens all the time in my business because people are always chasing me for things and I'm always <laughs> not responding. And it's like, so I have just learned like the fastest and best way to kind of, you know, um, melt away that situation to go, oh shit. Yep. Sorry. That was me. Haven't done it. We'll do it. I'm on it. You know, yeah, and it's just, yeah. I think it's, I think it's a really beautiful lesson for us all to carry through in our, both our homes and, you know, to teach mm. our children and in our workplaces. hundred percent that like responsibility. And I love Wayne Dyer because he says your ability to respond is like responsibility. And it's like, my gosh, yes. Cause then we can shift, we can change it. We can work with it. You know, we can model that for our kids and our teams and you do that yeah. so well. So it's, it's really beautiful. Um, I know we're coming to the end of this, but I know that you say in winging it, and I love this part because I was like, I also hate writing books. So I've only written one book and it was like, stab myself in the eye. <laughs> I was like, what? I have to do this again? So uh, it sucks writing. I love to talk. Are you a talker more or what? Tell me about this. It's hard. Yeah, no, I, I'm not good at talking. I'm, I'm, I, like, <laughs> I like silence and um, <laughs> I'd rather not talk. I like, I'm a good listener. I like to listen. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's true. I Like you said, I I, um, I find the book writing process really torturous and it's, it's not it's not a fun. People are like, oh, like, wow. You know, I'm like, yeah. don't, don't kid yourself that it's going to be fun. Don't kid yourself. Yeah. It's, it's going to be easy. Um, yeah, I, I really struggle. I, I really apply myself to the process and I I really do try my best, um, but I'm not a person who is great at kind of sitting still for hours on end. And, um, you know, I, 
I've been saying this everywhere I go, like I write every single word in my books myself. I don't have ghostwriters or any other influences, but I work with a great structural editor who helps me you know, hone my ideas and craft themes and, and mm. that's been really useful for me. But, you know, I I derive no joy and no pleasure from book writing. <laughs> it's, it's not something. Uh, yeah, it's a really, really full-on process. And it also <laughs> is it's actually quite a vulnerable process to put yourself yes. out there. And, yes. um, you know, you know that. So, yeah, that, that I'm okay with, but the actual process. And, and this book took me really a good three, three years to write. Um, and it was, I wrote it a couple of times, three times. And, um, you know, I just, what I put out to my publishers in the first instance didn't feel right given all the transformation and change yeah. we're going through. So, yeah, I'm really proud of where it landed. I think, I, and I hope it's going to be useful for a lot of people. And, um, and I, look, listen, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it again and again and again. I'm just not going to enjoy it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're getting, but it's getting the work out there, right? It's getting it out around the world, which is so freaking incredible. Winging it killed it. I saw the new, I ordered the new winging it, which is like the American one that's hardcover oh, yeah. and color and it's so pretty. I love pink. My whole yeah. office is pink. <laughs> oh, no, it's so good. Like the yeah. whole four walls are pink. <laughs> <laughs> just one feature wall. <laughs> it's like that pink. Oh, I can't show you because I have this camera. There's like bright pink, dark pink. It's crazy. Um, but I love that they're, it's beautiful. I love how big your books are as well because I'm, you know, I'm a lady who never read. Like I didn't do well in school. I grew up in the hood. You know, I was like, I'm not a reader. I'm going to listen to audiobooks. But you always make really big, beautiful, big text books. And thank you because <laughs> it's easy. It's like, okay, I can do this. I can read this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's meant to be a, a really fast paced read. It's meant to, um, you know, be hopefully uplifting and inspiring and, yeah. and, you know, practical at the same time. So thank you for saying that. It's really, oh, that's really when you, yeah. when your publisher is like, even your publisher is like, I, I had this on my bedside table and I've, I've looked at this and I'm reading and I'm back into it. And, you know, in our team, we're going through some of these rules together, like in our meetings is like, okay, so how do we implement this? How do we do this? this? How do we not, um, you know, for me as a fast person like you, I'm like, I'll just do it. It'll be faster if I just do it. And it's like, girl, you don't need to do that. You need to give yeah. it to somebody else and let trust yeah. them that yeah. they will do it and give good directions, which okay. I can sometimes suck at. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this has been a little Bible for us at TQOC. So thank you so much. Um, okay. So lastly, we'll end with this, if that's okay. What do you what do you do to build your self-confidence? What do you think is one of the best and biggest things that we can do as women to build our self-confidence? Um, yeah, because yeah, it's, I think we're taking a hit right now. <laughs> but Yeah, no, yeah. of course we are. Of course, of course. I think my biggest learning when it comes to building self-confidence, and I certainly have not always been the most confident person in the room. Like I look at you and I think, gosh, how does she do it? Like how does she wear all those sequins and show up the way she does? It's amazing. <laughs> Um, my, my brand of, uh, building self-confidence has really been about practicing and it's really been about putting myself into situations where I felt I wasn't capable of doing yeah. something. So really that whole thing of, you know, saying yes and freaking out and then just going on and doing it anyway, that's been, um, the way I've been able to build confidence and, you know, ultimately back myself. And, you know, once you practice that over and over and over, and it sort of becomes second nature, it's, you know, the, the muscle is built, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's there for you. So it does become easier every single time, but that's my brand. It's just doing things that scare me and practicing doing that over and over. Oh, I love it. You're the best. I love you. Thank you for existing. Honestly, <laughs> just, <Don't> me. <laughs> you just, you're awesome. I want to give you all the love and, and say, oh, thank you. Honestly, like you've been, 
this big sister there for a long, long time. And, and you're so, you're so kind and so loving. And you talk to everyone. And I read in the book about you moving chairs and someone seeing you and, you know, it's, that's you, you know, that's who you are. And, and you've always been that behind the scenes in front of the scenes. I haven't seen you much behind the scenes, but when I see you, I'm just like, man, I see you, I can feel you. And, and you're just incredible. So thank you so much for the work you do. Thank you for this book and this Bible for us. Um, yeah. It's she's beautiful, and I know that we got to see her before you did. I know, I, <laughs> I know, popping up everywhere, and I'm like, I haven't even seen this dad book yet. Yeah. It's, see, it's great. that's it's good. Great. That's your non-high strongness. I me, mean, I'm like, oh, oh it's, it's awesome. awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. I could, I could less, but it's, um, it's exciting, and I so appreciate you and everything you you give thank to you. the world and to us, and and thank you for your making this happen. And again, I'm sorry that it wasn't in person, but I oh, promise no. you the biggest hug yes. we can, and good. I can't wait till that day. Yay, thank you, Em. You're the bomb. Love you. my business sister what's good listen i'm talking to you if you run a business if you want to grow a business if you are running a business and you want to scale that thing and you want to grow it listen i have created our business from zero dollars literally scrounging for coins so that we could buy bread for our family and within three years we've made over a million dollars in our business have a global program and we're making an impact around the world and i do what i love okay i do not work a day in my life i love what i do if you are wanting to grow or scale your business. I have a free masterclass that I recorded, a video. I have to say myself that shit is fire. It is fire and it is called why you're not making money in your business. So be sure to head over to thequeenofconfidence.com forward slash biz mentoring or click into the show notes of this podcast episode. It is such an amazing masterclass. I gave everything I had. I gave actual things, tips, tricks, tangible actions, steps that you can take and important things that you need to know if you want to grow and scale a business to success with integrity with authenticity. That is important, right? Like we need to be growing and making businesses that feel good where we're doing good work. And it's not just about the money. There's nothing wrong with money. Don't get me wrong. We love money, but you need to be making your impact and doing something that feels good to you. I don't believe that we should hate our jobs just to get money. No way. You can leave an impact on the world. You can create money and wealth in your business, abundance and impact. And what I like to say is more money, more impact. The more money you can create as a woman, the more impact that you can have on this planet. And let me tell you, do we need the impact? So head to thequeenofconfidence.com, click on Biz Mentoring. There's a free masterclass there or click into the show notes here on the podcast. Get it while it's hot. It is such a great masterclass. I hope that you love it and I hope that it helps you grow and scale your business. Mm -hmm.